Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Good evening, especially if you're a Golden State Warriors fan. Absolutely brilliant Friday. I mean, if you woke up in the early hours of this morning to watch the NBA Finals Game 6, and if you're a part of Dub Nation, no doubt you're still celebrating what is the fourth championship in eight years for Steph Curry and his boys. We lead with the NBA today on the weekend a preview where the Golden State Warriors have been crowned champions of the NBA and of course Steph Curry could not contain his emotions as he broke down in tears in the aftermath of that 103-90 victory over the Boston Celtics at the Garden in Game 6 early this morning. That is our lead story and of course we've got the lead team of sports pundits in the country. That is Chris Midzi, Barry Manandi, Alois Bunjira. Our producer is Sean Tafirinyika and my name is Mike Madodam. We'll be previewing the Super Rugby Final which is on tomorrow and it's a clash of the heavyweights. It's the Auckland Blues taking on the Canterbury Crusaders. We'll also take you around the world in six with more international sports news with updates from England, Canada as well as the United States. After our play of the day it's time for the beautiful game. Now Paul Pogba says he wants to prove Manchester United wrong after claiming their reported 300,000 a week uh, 300,000 pounds a week offer uh, to keep him at Old Trafford was quote nothing. Marseille born and bred Zinedine Zidane appears to be on the verge of signing for Paris Saint-Germain and Barcelona has approved the authorization of the purchase of a minority stake in the share capital of the company Barca Licensing and Merchandising following their extraordinary general me- uh, assembly yesterday. Hi, my name is Zuba Amute, Los Angeles Clippers small forward and you're listening to ZFM Sport. The Home Front, local sports news and analysis. We're going to start off with some netball news and your local sports news wrap where Zimbabwe's under-19 team emerged gold medalists at the just-ended Confederation of Southern African Netball Association's Tri-Nations Cup in Malawi. The under-19s managed to win three of their four matches as they completed a double over Namibia and beat Malawi in their first meeting. The young gems were using the Tri-Nations Cup to prepare for the African Union Sports Council Region 5 Under-20 Youth Games in December. Barry, this is one of the sports we do incredible, incredibly well in and 
and it's going to be good that we've got this under 19 team at the moment we can ready some more uh, bodies as it were <laughs> for the senior team and really get this conveyor belt going yeah it looks like uh, the Zimbabwe netball union is uh, sort of planning for the future and uh, uh, given that we've had the success that we had um, hopefully that we won't go down that slippery slope that the mighty warriors went on when the mighty warriors looked like a fantastic team and a good group when that group was gone it was all over we had a good group in terms of the the gems and so this under 19 team should follow in those footsteps in swimming news rising swimming sensation donata katai headlines a team of four zimbabwean swimmers who are set to represent the country at the 19th fina world championships in hungary the championships will feature swimming diving water polo open water and artistic swimming categories katai made history last year after she became the first black swimmer to represent zimbabwe at the olympic games in tokyo although she failed to reach the semi-finals of the 100 meter backstroke when you show for some athletics, new seasoned athlete Moses Tarakinu believes taking part in the inaugural Mashwede Road Race, which will be held at Mashwede Village in Harare's high-density suburb of Budiriro on Sunday, will help him prepare for the upcoming races like the Tanganda Half Marathon and the Ekinet Vic Falls Marathon. The Black Rhinos Athletics Club athlete will be one of the high-profile athletes who are expected to grace the inaugural race, which is organized by Mr. Pace Athletics Clubs and Mashwede Holdings. Whether it's the NBA or NFL, the best of America on ZFM Sport. He's a four-time NBA champion, a two-time league MVP, a member of our 75th anniversary team, and for the first time ever, he's an NBA Finals MVP, the 2022 Bill Russell NBA Finals MVP award goes to Stephen Curry. chance of MVP as Steph Curry picked up the Bill Russell trophy for the very first time in his career. The standout player in the final series that was contested by the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics and he could not contain his emotions and broke down in tears as the Warriors claimed their fourth NBA title in eight years. The legendary point guard was also named the NBA Finals MVP for the very first time. The Warriors beating the Celtics 103-90 to early this morning. I'm so proud of our group. I thank God every day that I get to play this game at the highest level with some amazing people. I mean, we do know this is what it's all about, playing for a championship and what we've been through the last three years. The beginning of the season, nobody nobody thought we'd be here, except everybody in this on this court right now. It's amazing. It's very surreal, though. Very surreal. We were so far away from it. We were here for five straight years and got three of them. Then we hit rock bottom with injuries and the long road of work ahead and just trying to fill in the right pieces and the right guys. And nothing you can ever take this for granted because you know you never know when you'll be back here. And to get back here and get it done means means the world. 
see. Barry uh, Steph, they say that at the start of the season, no one thought that we would be here. And he's got a point. He's got a very big point because uh, nobody in, in, in many people's permutations, uh, probably even in the most ardent of Golden State Warriors' uh, uh, minds, uh, they didn't think that, that uh, you know, the Warriors would be able to go. What was that, alone. I think it was um, a almost believing the hype, and when I talk about the hype, I'm talking about the fact that uh, they, 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 there was the the thinking that the dynasty was over, the dynasty that was set up by St- Steve Kerr had had died and gone. When uh, Kevin Durant, you all you all remember, he had free agency left, and so consequently they thought that was the most important critical piece. Without uh, uh, looking at it critically and seeing the injuries that Steph uh, that Steph Curry and of course Clay Thompson suffered uh, throughout the period in which. They, they, they had a bit of a lull uh, and not having that team together actually detracted from the quality of this team. Having those those three available, that's Curry, Thompson of course and, and Draymond Green has shown that this team has got undoubted quality. And it was a more than a lull, wasn't it uh, Chris, when you take a look at <laughs> yeah. the way they were over the last three years? <laughs> yeah, when you take a look at it, I think part of um, that doubt around the Warriors comes down to the fact that they finished bottom of the league in 2020, um, they lost the 2019 finals and they missed the playoffs in 2021. So really, taking a look at the last three seasons, it was not outright clear that, you know what, the Golden State Warriors really have it together. They can pull it together this season. And they've surprised us all. Oh, wow. Barry mentioned Steve Kerr, and he's done an absolutely outstanding job. He now has nine NBA titles, five as a player, and four as coach of the Golden State Warriors. Let's hear from him. Yeah, I mean, it was tough just given what these guys have done for for me, you know, as a coach. I mean, you, 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 you're not going to win any games unless you have talent and character. And, and these guys have done so much for the Warriors organization for, for, for my career. So to see them injured two years ago, uh, both Steph and Clay just out for the year. Draymond, kind of lone survivor, you know, no, no, no help. Uh, <laughs> It was. Uh, it, we just felt like we had to kind of hold down the fort while while yeah. guys got healthy. And I thought the front office did an amazing job of, of you know kind of rebuilding the roster. Um, Wiggs was so good uh, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and you know uh, Loon and, and Gary Payton, Jordan Poole. So the last two years, even though they were tough, they were spent yeah. really productively, you know, through development and, and uh, great moves from from the front office and. I didn't. I'm like Clay. I didn't really see this coming. I, th- yeah. I thought we could be good, but I didn't know that we could win the the whole thing. Yeah. Z. Yeah, Steve Kerr admitting that he didn't think they could win the whole thing. Says so a, a, a bit like Steph. Yeah. I didn't see this one coming uh, at the start of the season. But he talked about two important things, Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the development of young players in that Golden State franchise, but also the great work done by the front office as far as recruitment is concerned. Because mm-hmm. you, t- you take a look at this squad. This was not about adding the big player. This yeah, was yeah. not about bringing in Giannis mm. uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not about bringing in a Harden. Mm. This was not about trying to get a LeBron yeah. or something like that. This was about just working with the key pieces that you've got and you mentioned them earlier. Mm. Uh, Steph, Clay and Draymond. And, Draymond, and then yeah. making sure that you developed mm. the young players who were showing so much potential. And that's when you let the front office be the front office. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but jokes aside, uh, you're, you're 100% correct. 
that you look at you look at that trio that you mentioned they're obviously a center of this uh, title victory once again but you've got the likes of Andrew Wiggins they're, they're joining and making huge contributions to pool. this uh, title till yeah, pool looney those sort of players uh, ordinarily wouldn't even mention them okay they, they wouldn't even be in the conversation but as a result of their great recruitment the development the ability to bring pieces together that then support your fulcrum your 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 center, central cog which is the three um you, you you then build a team rather and also continue the dynasty rather than trying to promote and advance the 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 careers of single athletes absolutely and of course the nba pundit uh, tim legla says the warriors are more in the tank to continue winning titles with this current generation of players I think this is the crown jewel for this group. I really do. And, you know, usually you get the one run, Scott, and they had that run, five finals. And what happens typically at the end of that, a lot of things, right? Guys leave, Kevin Durant. You want to go through some horrific injuries, right? Draymond, uh, uh, Clay Thompson, obviously even Steph injured a lot. You completely remake your supporting cast, right? All those guys are gone. And what you're seeing right there, that reaction right there, that's a guy that at some point didn't know if he'd ever taste this again. And I think that was organizationally. You just wondered, because when they regrouped for this second one, mm-hmm. this second run, and I think this is the beginning of one, by the way, these guys are in their 30s now. Yeah. You're not supposed to have another shot at it when it was that good the first time around. Yeah. And that's what that reaction is right there out of Steph Curry. It's just an appreciation that he was able to get back to the top of the mountain and experience this again with guys he truly loves, like he mentioned. Chris, uh, there was always the feeling, of course, uh, amongst many, and many people agree that the Golden State Warriors, one of the truly great teams, uh, but with just three championships, and I say just because uh, three championships is a lot, uh, there was also a feeling that, you know what, good team. But I think the fourth title, this one, makes them a great team. Yeah, and when you're taking a look at just the... The, the amount of doubt around the team I think ultimately being able to win this outright is the only way that you can cement um, your status in history and that's what this uh, this group has managed to do for the team that is the Golden State Warriors and long may it continue because what that does is it ensures that legacy continues and it ensures that the kind of the Almost like a shiny toy. Mm. When it comes to now, when they're trying to continue to build the Golden State Warriors, they've got those four, and that's absolutely critical. Uh, Mikey, I want to add there that um, it's 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 great for the group, great for the team, great for Steph. But let's not forget Clay Thompson, guys. Mm. This is a guy who went out for two and a half years, sidelined by injury. I mean, in truth, when you got when you're out for that long, mm-hmm. and, and I know Alois can, can can certainly tell us, but and other athletes, when you're out for that long, it's hard to even imagine playing again let alone going to the and uh, I love the, the statement that Legla made which mm. is going to the top of the mountain yeah. so for him I think it's especially sweet especially in the year that he comes back yeah. he comes back they win the title a phenomenal <laughs> comeback and uh, our messages here are coming in thick and fast and uh, this one is from Nyasha in uh, Dawnview he says props to Wiggins he stepped up and provided the much needed help and brought the flashes that made him the number one pick in 2017 Teen. Uh, more messages here. Uh, and uh, Tanaka in Motare, uh, he obviously wants to weigh in. Uh, and um, he says, I just want to say to the producers, even though the Warriors were not tested enough uh, in the series prior to the final, and again after trading twice in the finals, they didn't even need game seven. Is that what makes it even more impressive, Chris? The fact yeah. that they lost game one uh, mm-hmm. and then l- trailed 2 1. 
uh, but they still had too much in the tank for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, and remember we talked about it that I think it was game four that was absolutely critical that if they managed to win that, then it was going to be that much easier from a momentum perspective for them to close it out in game six and they've managed to do so. And I think that adds to just the, the tremendousness of the occasion. A Parker says Steph is definitely now top ten. Draymond and Clay aren't the same anymore. Steph absolutely carried them in the Western Conference as well as finals. Agree and disagree because, uh, to be honest, um, there were varying levels of contribution. You can talk about Steph being the star player and I've got no problem with that. But you know what? Steph in the last game, which the Warriors won, by the way, uh, Mm. and Steph had an absolute shocker. shocker, Uh, It was the support cast that carried him and that's the mark of a good team. And it was the contribution defensively by Draymond Green. It was the contribution of uh, Clay Thompson uh, with the ball and also the supporting act that came through. So Steph Curry cannot... He, he can't stand up and he wouldn't because of his, his humility and the sort of person that he is but he can't rightfully stand up and say I carry this team to the title and it's wrong of us to even make it seem that way but certainly MVP some stellar performances uh, but definitely not the only one uh, the only show in town Manza, but these Golden State Warriors are cruel made Celtics believe only to prove emphatically <laughs> in the last three games that they were better so it's congratulations to the Golden State Warriors NBA champions we'll take a quick break and when we come back we go international this time we'll be talking rugby it's the Super Rugby Pacific Final it's an all New Zealand affair it's the Crusaders are taking on the Blues we're turning up the beats. I just need your hit music station. Let's go! I'm no good at goodbye. Your home for hit music. It's Z. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. All right, let's go rugby away after a sensational season. It all comes down to the Super Rugby Final tomorrow as the Blues are hoping to make history while the Crusaders aim to rule once again. The championship decider pits the attacking prowess of a Blues team on a 15-match winning streak against a Crusader side that made a record 222 tackles against the Waikato Chiefs in the semifinals to protect their perfect record in home playoffs. New Zealand rugby pundit Mark Morgan says the final could go either way. Interestingly, last week, the Crusaders in their shift against the Chiefs, they also kind of did it with a bit of a defensive powerhouse performance. Remember I told you the Blues made 183 tackles in their game in round nine? Last week, the Crusaders made 246, which is ridiculous. That's a stupid number of tackles. The Blues, in comparison, made 107 in their game against the Brumbies. So there will be some battered and bruised bodies in that Crusaders lineup, but they have had an extra day's rest because they played on Friday, Blues played on Saturday. So I would kind of call that pretty even. Statistically, the two teams, the Blues have got the better tackling percentage. The Crusaders have got the better line-out percentage. The Crusaders have got the better goal-king percentage. They also kick more than the Blues, but the Blues more more than the uh, Crusaders, and they offload more than the Crusaders. So... Goodness knows, folks, man. It's it's two pretty strong lineups, and uh, I think it genuinely could go either way. 
It genuinely could go either way, says uh, Pandit Mark Mog- Morgan. Uh, Chris, it reminds me of the famous US election uh, where uh, the cry was too close <laughs> to, to call <laughs> as the Republicans and Democrats uh, went head to head. Uh, and you've got to say, I think that was what, Bush and Gore? Yeah, Bush and Al Gore. That yes. was, yeah, Bush and Gore. Yeah, yeah. Bush and Gore. And just then too what close happened to call. in Florida, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> what happened in Florida? Well, let's talk about what's happening in New Zealand. Uh, and Chris, principally, the two best sides yeah, in New Zealand rugby. Hands down. I mean, when you take a look at that squad between the Blues and the Crusaders, they're going to field 22 out of the 36-man all-black squad um, that was named this week for their three-test series against Ireland. And that's going to be in July. So when you're just taking a look at the quality that both of these sides have... And it's going to be a barnstorming effect. As far as the last two trophies are concerned, Barry, they've been picked up by these two franchises. Uh, the Blues uh, winning uh, last year's one-off Trans-Tasman tournament. Mm-hmm. And then the Crusaders uh, picking up the domestic uh, Aotearoa title, uh, giving the South Islanders uh, and their coach, Scott Robertson, a fifth crown in as many years. So it's set up nicely because... Uh, if it's that difficult to call, it must make interesting viewing and watching for the fans. Yeah, it, it will. Uh, listen, uh, and those, the Blues fans will take courage also from the fact that, that uh, last, last time out, the Blues claimed a thrilling 27-23 win uh, over the, the, their opponents uh, in their first win in Christchurch in 18 years. Uh, so, in, in terms of happy recent memories, the Blues have those, but never, ever, ever rule out the Crusaders. And never, ever rule out the Crusaders. Uh, I'm going to ask for your predictions, guys. Uh, <laughs> Score margin. Ah, too close to call. Yeah, too close to call. Barry, you're a Sadis fan. Chris, of course, uh, you're a Blues fan. Yep. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Chris. Obviously, you're um, back in the Blues. I'm back in the Blues. I'm back in the Blues. <laughs> Give me a score margin. <laughs> Um, blues by seven. Blues you by seven. You know nothing, John Snow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Tell me what you were seeing, Barry. What uh, do you mate, see? Mate, I reckon, yeah, tight. Uh, very close close game. Uh, Going to be decided by a kick mm. uh, for the Crusaders. Probably, probably a two-point victory. Two-point victory for the Crusaders. Game, I okay, I am going the opposite of Chris. I'm going for a seven-point victory. For the Crusaders uh, for the Crusaders uh, okay. to beat the Blues. Okay. Yeah. You guys are going to make it a full score. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I trust the Crusaders when it comes to the crunch moments, the mm. pressure moments. Uh, I just think they've got, uh, yeah, they, they've got a taste for it. Mm. They've got a taste for, for trophies, yeah. uh, which is more than I can say for the Blues, uh, Chris. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> send us your predictions as well. You know the number to use uh, our WhatsApp platform. We're going to be having a fan zone and we'll try and read as many of your predictions and messages as we can. 0731-168-045. Who wins Super Rugby Pacific? Will it be the Canterbury Crusaders or will it be the high-flying Auckland Blues? Let's give you the rest of your international sports news when we take you around the world in 60. I'm JC Creel, Springbok and Blue Bulls backline player. You are listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We kick off in England where Danny Kerr is poised to complete a shock England comeback after being named on the bench for Sunday's non-cap international against a barbarian side dominated by players from France's top 14 league. Kerr won the last of his 84 caps in 2018 but has forced his way back into Eddie Jones' plans through his electric form for the Harlequins. The 35-year-old will provide cover from the bench at Twickenham for starting scrum half Harry Randall who has also been appointed vice-captain with Tom Curry leading the team. It's head over to 
Canada, buoyed by his victory in Monaco and Red Bull's dominant recent form, Sergio Perez says he will be seeking more street circuit success at Sunday's Canadian Grand Prix. The Mexican, who was second behind world champion and teammate Max Verstappen in last weekend's Azerbaijan Grand Prix, plans to study his Baku race closely in a bid to grab another podium finish. And what's just down in the United States, tournament favorite Rory McIlroy was among the five-man pack sitting one shot back of Canada's Adam Hadwin after the first round of the U.S. Open while Phil Mickelson struggled struggled a week after making his live golf debut. Mickelson playing on his 52nd birthday and three days after facing an onslaught of questions about his involvement with the Saudi-backed live series, shot an unsightly eight over past 78 to sit near the bottom of the 156-player field at the country club. Follow us on Instagram. Keep us in your timelines. You don't want to miss it. Take a picture of me. See it, share it. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Right, keep your messages coming in at Twitter and uh, Facebook at ZFM Sport. Uh, thanks, Zimba out in Goromons. It says, Good evening, guys. I got up way before the chickens, and woohoo, it's the dubs again. In this very <laughs> trice, I'm pigs in waste happy. We have a hoop toxophilite in the uh, gestalt of Steph. The whole dubs okay volcano. There, erupted and we've reached the oh terminus my, as oh victors goodness. i go wild and perked up by the heaps of pizzazz and panache they showed in demunitizing the gigantuan celtics men to ita my unity this is thanks Muzim. Oh, no, guys. Thanks just to write It was creative writing He has a creative writing Yeah he's a copywriter yeah, so He has to be I'd, He has uh, to be. I look forward to his messages Every <laughs> time <laughs> Tinashe from Bulawayo Has got a prediction He says 13 points win For the Blues uh, You reckon it's going to no, be a blowout It's not going to be, like be close That'll be wild like That'll be wild You reckon And the letting Pogba go Was the best decision Man United made The only thing we'll miss Are his ugly hairstyles But on the pitch No 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 He failed to do anything Meaningful in the last six years He was the virus Jose talked about That's uh, Kwali Out in Bulawayo We're going to be talking About Pogba Uh, Alois uh, This looks Or at least sounds like a United fan that's glad to see the back of Pogba. Yeah, I'm on the fence here. Uh, you know, if on his day he can offer value, give value to Manchester United, but the, largely he didn't. You know, mm. uh, the most most of the time he was at Manchester United, he didn't. So best, I, I would want to agree with the listener that I, I don't think I'll miss him. You, you, you're not going to miss him? No, I don't think so. Uh, Anzi, congratulations uh, to Mike and his beloved Golden State Warriors for winning the NBA title, but we, the Bucks, are coming back for the title <laughs> next season. And uh, you're a Bucks fan, Chris? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a, I'm a Giannis, Giannis fan. fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Giannis fan. So there's a difference. There's mm. a big difference. There's, there's a big difference. difference. I'll, I'll always be um, a Chicago Bulls fan. Have wow. been all my life, so wow. I'll always be a Chicago <laughs> Wow, well, you're not winning anything soon, uh, Chris. Yeah, so, uh, it's okay. I'll yeah, just keep buying the jerseys. <laughs> yeah. It's like you being a Ferrari fan teams. in Formula One for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, it. you know what? Someone bought me a kit. I think I was about six years old, mm. a Chicago Bulls kit, and I got obsessed with the team. Wow. I was obsessed with, um, what's his name? Crazy guy. Uh, 
Rodman. 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 I was the biggest Rodman fan. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Uh, Lacus from Whitecliffe says, Good evening, guys. I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan. So there are a lot of Bucks fans out there. Says, What a game. Steph Curry is back on top. Well done, Golden State Warriors. And uh, they were very. Um, you, 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 you know, there's someone who was saying, I think it was a producer, I didn't want to say it. But I'm going to say, Shona. He, he's wondering how LeBron is going to respond. Because, you know what? Legacy, what, what question has been asked? Legacy, so, unfortunately, in the NBA, uh, more often than not, is judged on what you have on titles, in yeah. your trophy cabinet yeah, yeah, or yeah. what you have on your hand. Sure. LeBron has got four. Steph has got four now. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as long as people can turn around to LeBron and say, but you know what? We can't really be talking about you in the same equation as Michael Jordan. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know what? Steph has won just as many titles, titles as, you, as have. you have. And yeah. Steph has yeah, never yeah. had to leave a team. Uh, for you sure. had to jump ship three yes, times yes, in order yes, to win yeah. four titles in Cleveland at the Heat and all sorts and now he's at the Lakers uh, how he will respond he can't uh, I don't think because I think the man is is on a bit in age <laughs> uh, uh, listen the years have gone so I think he's uh, too old to respond in any meaningful way uh, yes would uh, a lot of Fans, LeBron fans would like to see that response, uh, but I doubt it's going to come. Well, there's someone who's really celebrating here. This is uh, Mashra Taku. Uh, he says, uh, Anzi, hi guys, I can't stop celebrating right now. We're still in the mood. Golden State Warriors is the best team on earth that was created by the hands of a man. Oh. No one can stop us. Can't wait for another final next season. Hey. Dub Nation. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, when they talk about a cult-like following, <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and for he me, wants to be in the bay. again, I think uh, the Golden State Warriors for me are sort of like proof that there are a lot of people who look at the at Dub Nation, Barry, and turn their noses up at them yes. and say, you yes. know what, you're a bit of an ups- upstart. But yep. people forget that actually uh, the Golden State Warriors won the first NBA title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're not like a new team. You know, yeah. they, they, they've been around for a while. Mm. They've just been in the dubs. Uh, but they are proof, just like how Barcelona won a whole legion of fans. Yeah. There are people who keep on mocking the likes of PSG, keep on mocking the likes of Man City. But they don't realize that, you know what, the young generation, the new generation, are watching Mbappe. They're buying PSG jerseys. There's so many times I've been around town and I've seen those uh, those uh, uh, Jordan yeah, uh, yeah, PSG yeah, jerseys yeah, yeah. with Mbappe on their back, yes. with Messi. Yes. Uh, there are many kids now that I see supporting Man City. Yeah. There was a whole generation mm. that started to support Barcelona. Yes, Barcelona always had fans, but they really got a bunch of fans during their period of... They don't care about the Stefano so, yeah, yeah, so, so <laughs> it's the same thing again with, 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 with uh, the amount of Warriors fans that you get to see coming even on our interactive platforms. Platforms that yeah. you know because of this sustained success, Milwaukee Bucks fans. I mean, yeah. I was, we read yeah. messages from success. Bucks fans success, yeah. five years ago. Would not have been talking about Bucks fans. No, definitely all. not. And it's a success. And the reason why people turn their nose up at uh, Golden State Warriors is because of the fans that they began to attract when the the success started to come. A lot of Silicon Valley uh, um, like uh, upstarts and even the, the the heads of those companies are Golden State Warriors fans because of obviously pro- proximity. So it's seen as Team Masala. Uh, but they forget that it's got actually got, got quite a bit of uh, legacy and heritage about it. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. 
All right, let's start with that Paul Pogba story in the beautiful game. Now, he says he wants to prove Manchester United wrong after claiming their reported £300,000 a week offer uh, to keep him at Old Trafford was, quote, nothing. The France international is set to return to Juventus and his comments made during a conversation with his agent, the late Mino Raiola, have emerged in a new Amazon documentary on the player. Now, football pundit Craig Burley has claimed that Pogba didn't even deserve a contract extension. I'm, 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 I've nothing really against players, you know, dyeing their hair yellow or orange or doing whatever or making a documentary <laughs> if they're if they're absolutely tearing it up on the field, right? But but he didn't. Does Paul Pogba actually, in his own mind, think that Man United were going to roll out the red carpet with a contract? In my mind, his game is suited one for international football and two to play on the continent in Europe, not on the British Isles, where the Premier League is slightly different to other leagues in the tempo and the pace and the physicality. Not that other leagues are not physical, but some of the other leagues are more technical, particularly once you drop out of the bigger teams. And I just think that pace of play and the technical aspect of it suited his game, particularly in Italy. It's an interesting perspective, Alois, that uh, in truth he didn't even deserve a contract extension and uh, uh, Manchester United and Manchester United fans should be happy to see the back of Paul Pogba. Indeed, that's probably his best side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like I said uh, earlier, uh, I, I won't miss him, you know, because he, he played with our feelings. You know, <laughs> no, I want my feelings. No, with our feelings, because he was blowing hot and cold. You know, we would think that he is going to deliver, and he disappoints. When we we think that he is going to do something, he doesn't come Sounds right. Like a sucky then when boyfriend. we are not expecting anything from him, then he does something crazy and outrageous, and we're like, wow, we think that he is back. Right. Ah, Pogba is back. The next game, he's walking around on the field. So, you know, honestly speaking, we don't want the, we don't want our emotions to be played around yeah. like that. I think I think it's best that he goes about him deserving a contract. I I think yeah, he, we we could have offered him, but not. Nah, not to improve, not to, imp- not to improve that contract to exorbitant. We could, we could keep him, but to, to offer him a new contract. No, I'm, I'm saying six underwhelming he, years. If, if he was going to stay, about. if he was going to stay, he was not going to be asking for much more money. Mm. Maybe on on whatever he was. Yeah, on, pay, pay cut, was, I, this guy was getting <laughs> this guy was getting two hundred and ninety thousand pounds. You know that's that's my that's worry. A, that's a lot of that money. this guy actually expected. More money yeah. from Manchester Imagine. United. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. And it That's shows me that, you know what, they, they, there's something wrong with yeah. the decision-making uh, at Manchester United, United and yeah. those that are running the club. Yes. That underperforming players are being given these ludicrous amounts. And yeah. you see, th- yeah. that's always going to be the problem now because any player that you want to sign in Manchester United mm. has got, one man yeah, has already got a standard yes. that's yeah, been yeah. set. Yes. Which they'll point to. You can't yes. bring in a player right now, for example... Um, I think Liverpool has brought in Darwin Nunez and he's been played a, uh, paid £140,000 a week. Mm-hmm. 
As United, he would have been getting 250. Easy. <laughs> Easily. 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 Be- because he, he would point to situations like that and say, you know what, how can I earn X amount yeah. when X players are earning this and this yeah. and this yeah. and that, yeah. you know, type of thing. So for me, I think, you know, it will always be difficult for United now to bring in players who sort of like will sign for the motivation of playing for the club. Mm. I think the players will love Man United, but they also see Man United as a cash club. As a cash yeah. as a rich for club for that can to, pay. For them to earn money, it's almost like the Dubai of uh, the English Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, at 290,000 quid a week, um, he was one of the top three earners at United. And yet, when we look at performances, he was probably in the bottom 10. Uh, never even challenged at any stage to uh, become player of the season. That was always David yeah. De Gea, who yeah. was uh, uh, one of the lesser earners, uh, still is. Uh, so, Mike makes a very, very good point about the decision-making that's happening at United. Has this decision to let him go been made too late? Potentially. Um, when you first of all take a look at the amount of money that's already been spent. When you take a look at also potentially looking at a player like Pogba, his impact on the dressing room. I think the dressing room is something that's been an issue throughout the last couple of seasons at United. And when you take a look at players like this, if he's able to come out and actually say that, you know what, they should have been offering me more money. I think that points the type of personality that he is and so it, it might be made too late 226 matches he scored 39 goals um, during his six seasons at United and for me even considering his position and what he was able to do for midfield not not nearly good enough for the uh, amount that was paid for him uh, Good evening to Hopo he says uh, hello team uh, Pogba had six years to prove whatever he wanted to prove at Man United he failed what does he want to prove now I'm getting uh, that's an interesting take uh, on, on the Paul Pogba situation. Yeah. And of course, uh, I think uh, I think Man United fans sort of like always wanted him to work. And I can understand yes. why. Mm-hmm. Because when he gets it right, he gets it really right. But the problem is he didn't... It didn't work yeah. uh, too many times. Uh, and if Martin, Martin or Lawrence owned Man United, he would have told Pogba to get the stepping. <laughs> exactly. And now it seems like Manchester United has decided to let him get the steppings. And let's see where he will end up as a destination. Looks like Juventus is in pole position. And now the king of them Enjoy the taste of French football on ZFM Sport. Now Marseille, born and bred Zinazine Zidane, uh, appears to be on the verge of signing for... Paris Saint-Germain. According to reports in France, the negotiations have reached uh, at the point of planning the season as Zidane is set to replace Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, we, when we heard, Chris, that uh, Poch was leaving Paris Saint-Germain, it was, uh, I think, the, the worst-kept secret in football that Zinedine Zidane was in pole <laughs> position for that. And you yeah. can sort of understand why. With that array, that embarrassment of riches in terms of talent mm. at Paris Saint-Germain, they want the Champions League. Yeah, definitely. And they want someone who's able to deliver that. There's, they want want someone who's had success previously he's had success with Real Madrid and the the caliber of coach they would want I think Zinedine Zidane was an as close to a perfect fit as it could possibly get Alois Zinedine Zidane Ano Tambarip is he a fit with the with the players that you have at Paris Saint-Germain 
I actually think so. I think uh, he's good with a uh, Galactico type of team where he is more motivational than more than mature tactical. players yes yes yeah he's more motivational than tactical okay. you go there and say i know you can play <laughs> go and play yeah that kind of thing he's, uh, there's no not much tactics that he's gonna be talking to messi about or to to name he's probably Ramos. gonna say <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think for me, yeah, Zidane, and he will set it up right. Uh, right. Yes. I, I think apart from the motivational factor, I think uh, as a player, he'll know, for example, the strengths of Lionel Messi. He'll know yep. that, you know what, what Pochettino was doing, uh, leaving him out wide on the right, ETC. Messi no longer has the pace uh, mm. to, to really go uh, toe-to-toe with the fastest fullbacks uh, in world football at the moment. Yes. Uh, but if you give him that free role where he's able to pick and choose moments to attack, mm. I think you'll be able to get the best uh, 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 out of Leo Messi so I think in just in terms of understanding the players uh, understanding how to get the best out of them he'll be able to do that because that's exactly what he did at Real Madrid taking over from Rafael Benitez when Rafael Benitez looked like you know things at Real Madrid were not moving uh, well yeah. uh, in came Zinedine Zidane and he just made a few subtle adjustments yeah. same and players and he was able to win three Champions Leagues back to back yeah and if this contract does go, go through successfully he'll be reuniting with Sergio Ramos, uh, his former captain when he was at Real Madrid. The league that makes football all so beautiful. Where artistry and strokes of genius are the order of any day. Where the game is played with a smile and Luis Suarez adds some bite. Suarez! From the Spanish La Liga on CFM Sport. All right, now on to a very, very pregnant uh, story, as it were, because Barcelona has approved the authorization. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a blank. Barcelona has approved the authorization of the purchase of a minority stake in the share capital of the company. Barca Licensing and Merchandising BLM following the Extraordinary General Assembly yesterday. This was the second item on the agenda and the first of two votes during the Assembly regarding approving the two financial operations proposed by the Board of Directors with the aim of returning the club to a sound financial footing. Now, Mike, what is what is the deal here and why is this important? It's very important because uh, Barcelona needs the money. Uh, mm. They need the money to do business uh, and uh, La Liga, of course, has been uh, forcing them to jump through all sorts of hoops yeah. uh, financially in order to get uh, certain deals done. Uh, and so they needed to raise a lump sum uh, which then allows them to move into the market and of course guarantee uh, the sort of salaries as well as transfer fees uh, that they need to pay. So this late, latest initiative from Laporta, you've got to give him credit for yeah, bobbing yeah, yeah. and weaving. Yeah. He came in when the situation was absolutely disastrous, mm-hmm. has managed to steady the ship and now he's do- doing little things that are sort of like taking Barcelona back to the top. Let's not forget that Barcelona, in terms of being just a commercial entity, by revenue, they're the wealthiest club in the world. Uh, So they've got a lot of stuff that they can trade off. And one of the things that he's done here, he's traded off 
a percentage of their merchandise because it's very easy for anyone to see the potential because they're already selling the most in world uh, football. football so yeah. anyone would be willing to partner with Barcelona uh, uh, regards that and then earn their money in the medium to long term mm-hmm. whilst giving Barcelona of course the 200 or 300 million they need to really put their, uh, their ship on steady water uh, so brilliant initiative from Laporta he's bobbing and weaving and doing a lot of things that will be considered sort of like you know what unconventional yeah. but these are things that are helping Barcelona in the medium to, to think to long term Chris commercially viable um, one might argue that this is selling the future because if you are commercially viable as Barcelona is why not try to trade yourself out yeah it'll take two to three years but you can raise that 200 to 300 million euros rather than raise it now by selling your stake uh, you can raise it over time by by retaining your your licensing and commercial rights I think maybe time is one of the factors that unfortunately they don't have I think when you're taking a look at a business especially a business of this size they've run through all of those options and this is almost a last resort to say you know what we understand the future value of the sale but we need the money now and to be honest with some of these um, opportunities they may not always be on the table so an opportunity like this arises you take it and you keep the organization ticking mm. essentially is what they need to do. Well, Barcelona's uh, ability to make money, Barry, is really predicated on their on-field success. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can they wait three years l- losing their best players okay. and mm. becoming a mid-table team? Fair point. Would they then be as valuable as they are now? Mm. So I think that's the balancing act that Laporta has had to make. And uh, Juan Laporta, uh, uh, Alois, has navigated some very, very turbulent times at Barcelona. Mike points out that he's been bobbing and weaving, yes. but it, it hasn't been made easy with what has been happening around the club. He arrived and all of a sudden had to let go of Lionel Messi. I say let go because he was his hands were tied in truth. Yeah. Uh, he had to let that deal go go through because he couldn't afford to keep him. And now he's dealing with a situation with Gerard Piquet who's having some off-field issues that are detracting from <laughs> uh, sincerely them focusing on on, uh, on the core thing. The main thing, the ma- keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think uh, it's, it's actually really trying his uh, his leadership qualities yeah. leadership skills and he needs to call upon all of them you know to actually navigate what is happening at Barcelona but I think on the commercial side he's doing his the best that he can and he's trying to maintain a squad that is capable of keeping on competing yeah. at the highest level something that he is actually doing and now he, you see now he's actually trying to release some of the players that are also expensive yeah. you know mm-hmm. that are not bringing much value as Shit well some ways, so yeah. yeah so he's, he's juggling it very well yeah. and, um, it was, yeah, yeah so very, 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 very true, yeah. very true, you know, and he's, he's even selling some of the youngsters as well, yeah. you know, good stock, For and sure. he's selling them so that he can actually bring in uh, a, a few dollars here and there. I think he's going, he's doing a very good balancing act, and Barcelona will, still, will remain there. They will still be challenging for the championship. I mean, not as one of the top, top clubs in, 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 in world football as far as attractive, attractive players are concerned. But he is making sure that he is keeping Barcelona afloat. But apparently, they, they, with this money, they, they are going to try and work out deals to bring in uh, Kunde from uh, Sevilla. Oh, nice. Uh, Bernardo Silva and Lewandowski. If they do that, uh, they, surely do that they, they, they yeah, can compete with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good uh, don't let Javier Tabas find that out. <laughs> 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 Stop those deals.
<laughs> a quick update. According to sources, Sadio Mane has completed a £35 million move from Liverpool to Bayern Munich after reaching a total agreement with the club. So that one has finally, seemingly gone through. No doubt we'll hear an announcement. What a player for Liverpool. Hours. What a player <laughs> what for a Liverpool. Player. You know, yeah. Absolutely what? done well. You know, I was laughing. Liverpool went at 40. Uh, Bayern were offering 30 and I knew it 35 was they end up at 30 <laughs> <laughs> the negotiation was so obvious alright we've got to go have a fantastic weekend Zimbabwe we'll catch you on Monday may God richly bless you that's my story and I'm sticking to it Manande out and it's Messi it is the cleanest the clean finishes from the best on the planet the biggest sports stories Chelsea the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's zfm sport on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Muddled, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport.